0: to your presence again this evening and lord we ask you to be with us in this we ask you lord at this very important time in history that you will cause your people to be able to discern your scriptures and lord let them have a desire to hear the scriptures and not the not the doctrines of men lord we we are messed up so many ways because we listen to the doctrines of men as you've explained within the bible that we would do that in this time that we'd all be caught in the snare of the wrong teachings. And Lord we pray that they begin to understand this dear Lord. And seek you because you told us dear God. In Proverbs one twenty to 23. That if we would hear your words. And turn to you. That you would pour out your spirit upon us. And cause us to know your word. Your words. And Lord I pray that they will understand it. You never forget your promises. That you will do what you said. And Lord people need to understand. We, we are greatly deceived because. Dear Lord if we we go to many ministers throughout the world and we tell them about these times the only thing they say is we have to wait on the Lord or he'll rapture us out of here or that we won't go through these troubles but that is not at all what the scriptures tell us and we refuse to hear what you tell us and Lord I'd like to discuss a few things tonight in regard to your scriptures dear God that are important for this very day because this is a very important week Lord tomorrow is the 15th Dear Lord of, of January when they are meeting in Paris. And many people are focused on this and it has little to do with with the reality of things, except that it's more of the flood that's being stirred up of the mouth of the dragon. And Lord they're, they're doing the things that they're really just voicing what has already been done, because in nineteen ninety three Shimon Sperez, whom People in Israel regard like a saint a deliverance of Israel, but yet he was the one that gave the city of Jerusalem to the Pope. And Dear Lord, he really didn't do that. It was long before that. It was never really given to them. Lord, only in the public did they think this. But in the real world, under the law system of the world, as it's operating under admiralty law, contract law, operated from London, London has had control of this, dear Lord, completely since the time when they defeated Napoleon. Napoleon, people ignore the fact that Pope Pius Seventh was there when Napoleon, he brought him there. He wouldn't allow the 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 pope to put the crown upon his head. He put it upon himself, showing that he was higher, dear Lord, than, than what you call the church. And basically, what he was saying is he's over the church. So he combined church and state, not the opposite. He did not separate church and state, and the pope wasn't there to separate church and state. They were they came there in defeat because the Vatican was taken over, and that's why we have the, the Roman Empress, uh, Queen Elizabeth II. At this time, she's the Holy Roman Empress. And Lord, you can see this in a Roman boat that she had and so forth, the barge that she was on during her 60-year anniversary. Lord, many people see these things. But anyway, I'd I like to disclose this from scripture because we're we're missing a very key point. the key point that we're missing is the Messiah and i I just like to clarify a couple points because Israel I mean many talks at this time about Israel saying the Messiah is going to come or he's already here and he's these days and that I want to go over this from their scriptures in Daniel nine so that they can see this is from the Lord and they should understand these things, but also from the scriptures, we see a very important factor. We are looking at the Messiah differently than we should be looking at the Messiah. In Daniel nine twenty four, we are told in there that 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make up an end to sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. That means that during the 70 weeks, this is what's going to be accomplished. And that comes with the scepter. Now, people describe the fact that, you know, Jesus didn't rule because he doesn't have the scepter, and he does have the scepter is what I'm trying to say. They're saying he didn't have the scepter. Well, God shows them this in Daniel 9, 25 and 26 he makes it very clear and i want to point that out that jesus has a scepter now what is the scepter this is really important for us to know the scepter is the scepter of righteousness we see that the lord like in isaiah fourteen five, the lord has broken the staff of the wicked the scepter of the rulers but in psalms 45 6 david Teaches us something very important. He says, Your throne, O God, is forever and after. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Now people think that, you know, that means that he has to rule as king on the earth. But Jesus testified that he was a king. If you go to John 1837, well let's just read. Um, the discussion between Pilate because they brought uh, Jesus to Pilate and it's testified in John 18. Let's start reading um, in verse 33. It says, Then Pilate entered the uh, praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? See, we have to make a decision about that's what it says here to anoint the most holy. What is that? It means to anoint him as king. Because what we're saying anoint means to hold the scepter. And the house of Israel has not given Jesus the scepter. And they're mocking him as saying he's come as king because they do not know what the scepter means. It says, are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you this concerning me? And he says, am I a Jew? He says, this is Pilate answered him. and he says, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that i should not be delivered to the jews but now my kingdom is not from here why is that what he's saying if you listen to what he's saying is my kingdom is not of the world what is the world the world is those who are not set apart into the kingdom of god but jesus taught us that we should pray every day that the kingdom of god come on earth as it is in heaven and what he's saying is it's here he was sent into the world to bear witness to the words of God, John, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. And that is the light. The entrance of his words gives light. If the words of God are our in, inheritance. So we know that we should get the words and we would have the inheritance of the kingdom of God, which is what I talked about last night, Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. He says, he goes on. and Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus said, yes. You are rightly, uh, you say rightly, that I am a king. For this cause I was uh, I was uh, born, and for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. See, the kingdom of God is called truth because it never fails. He says, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. He did not say that his truth wasn't here. He came into the world to open the words and the words were not closed. He did not close the words once he opened them. He sealed up the words in Daniel 12.4. And then he was sent. And that is what Daniel's 70th week is talking about. It says in Daniel's 70th week, if we read Daniel 9.25-26, to 26, it says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, Jerusalem is the foundation of peace peace is the eternal plan of god which is built by the word of god and upheld by the word of god and consists of the words of god and we do not receive those words that are higher than ours and our thoughts that are higher than ours or the ways that are higher than us see god's way his way is joy everything about god's way is delightful Everything about God's way is wonderful. Everything about God's way is love. But you do not love the Lord if you will not hear his words, John fourteen twenty three to 24. And preachers go about this all the time and say, oh, you're being rude. And you're not preaching love. I'm preaching love. You can overcome the world. He could have saved everybody if they would have received the words during the evening time, but they would not do it. The evening time started in uh, uh, April 2003. And uh, then midnight came in uh, early April 2010. So therefore, we can see that we lost it. We lost the opportunity. And what he's saying here is that, you know, it it would be, what he's saying is from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, the foundation of peace. In other words, you you build the, the, the foundation of peace until Messiah, the prince, what is the prince? The prince is the son of God. And it says here, Messiah, the son, there'll be seven weeks and 62 weeks. And if you take the time from the command to go back to Jerusalem, and that those 49 years, a week, a day here in this prophecy of Daniel, nine the 70 weeks is, you know, a day is, is, is a year. So you're talking years here. So he said, until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Uh, Seven weeks are 49 years, and that was when they rebuilt the temple. And then from there until more, I think it's 434, 62 weeks times seven, until the street shall be built again and the wall, and the wall, even in troublesome times. Now, please understand the word for wall. The, the street is the way the walk the walk to be built again means that it has to be shown and it has to be walked jesus walked through the nation of israel and he spoke and testified of the words of god that's the street that's the way he said follow me i will make you fishers of men follow me my path is straight and narrow follow me he said my my uh, burden is light the words of God and my yoke is easy, means good works. Easy means God does the good works. That's what he's telling us to do. So he was the Messiah. He came into the world to bear witness to the words of God and he did so. And the people, he rejected him. And that's what he's telling teleth- them, tel- uh, being in here. Your- and when he says, even in troublesome times, please remember, A very interesting thing about the time of Jesus, you know that after he was born, that King Herod killed all the two-year-olds. But in about 11 uh, 11 AD, the right, the Sanhedrin was removed from the rights to be able to uh, convict or put people to death. And so that's why when they came to Jesus, they could no longer just kill him. They had to go to Pilate to get it done, the Romans. But in 11 AD, that law changed. It was taken away from the Sanhedrin, the right to kill, which King Herod had ordered it in those, those days earlier. Now he could order resurrection and so forth, but he couldn't, I mean, you know, against insurrection and that, to stop it and so forth. The people die in those times and those things. But the key was he had to go to Rome to get to help. So basically they did away with their army. So they had an army, but they couldn't do things like this. So under their law that they took and removed from the Sanhedrin the right to to rule death, in such cases like this of Jesus, they had to go to Pilate to get it done because that was removed from them. These were troublesome times. There were people revolting. People wanted to get out from underneath the rule of Rome. They thought they were looking for a king. They kept doing these things. Because they thought the time for the Messiah has come and now. And we're having the same mistake today. Today, instead of looking for the Messiah to come and, you know, conquer Rome and so forth, which is interesting because that's exactly what he's going to do at this time. But then those, in in this time, the people are saying, oh, we're waiting for the Lord to take us up out of here in the rapture, which is not going to happen. The war comes before the rapture. The rapture comes after this this war. Now, it says, even in troublesome times, and these are the great tribulations coming, but please, he says, and after the 62 weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off. So we know that when Jesus died, he was cut off. And how do we know he was the Messiah? The the terror of the the temple veil. When the terror of the temple veil tore, God removed from Israel the right of rule. Because what he was doing was no longer the high priest be able to get the words of God now it's open to all the people so the Messiah is cutting himself off I mean basically the father is cutting off these preachers there are rabbis who who were ruling at that time now they went on and they you know they did more evil all the way up until the, the, the completion of the destruction they had their opportunity to repent you know even after they got their judgment they had the opportunity to repent it's like in this day the words were open and that meant the judgment started. Because God gave the Jesus the, 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 the seal, the scroll with the seven seals, which are judgment scrolls. And so the judgments have been opening and the people are being judged and their names written in the book, whether they're going to be destroyed or not. And they weren't ready for the words and they rejected the words, so their names are in trouble at this time. Only those that are really pure are really assured of getting in. But that is isn't preachers and so on. Read Matthew seven twenty-one to 23. And you'll see that the prophets, the the healers, the ones that cast out demons, are not at all saved because they've rejected the words. They're waiting on God to do something instead of obeying what the scriptures tell them or even seeking it out when they hear of something, like the words being opened. They're not zealous to come and hear it. They have not humbled themselves to come and get it because the Lord said he was going to raise it up from the poor, from from the troubled. Not from their midst. And they're looking like they got the answers and they don't look at what they're doing. They're, they're going, and disobeying Revelation eighteen one to four, and they're negotiating with the leaders of the world constantly, having doings with them, supporting them, even buying military weapons for them. Thou shalt not kill, but let's do this because this is for the good of Israel. No, what will save Israel is the words that overcome all the things of the world, but they will not receive it. Now, Messiah, Jesus said he was a king. He said he was a king and he had been in the world and he is a king, but they rejected him. So they cut him off. The Messiah shall be cut off, and they were cut off. And then what Jesus warned them is that the kingdom would be taken from them. And it was taken from them. The kingdom is the words of God. When the temple veil was torn, it meant it went to all the world. And so it was taken from the rabbis. They no longer had the Levitical priesthood obediently. They were not obedient. They lost that. They lost understanding and they've lost it till this day. And the Lord tells you, because Daniel was asking, when would my people come back to truth? So he's telling you in the 70th week, they will. He says, how long will it be till my people come back and enter the kingdom and get the inheritance? The inheritance is the words of God, as I pointed out in Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. As it's pointed out really clearly in the Psalms 119, it's all about the words of God. It's all about Deuteronomy six four nine, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen to 21. It gives them life, add years to the life. If They were to make the words as frontless to their eyes. They don't even see the words today. They rejected it and didn't receive it when Jesus came with it, their own Messiah, their King. He was a king that came into the world. He was ready all this time from the time of Jesus dying on the cross till now. He's been ready at any time. If the people would have heard his words and turned to him, he would have ended all of this. We are the ones that's causing all of this to come about. The Bible's very clear. We're the ones causing Revelation, the book of Revelation, to be fulfilled because we will not repent and turn. If we would repent and return to him like Abraham, everything would have been changed for us. But we wouldn't. He would have brought the kingdom earlier to us, but we wouldn't do it. Now, please understand, let me make a really important point. Your throne, O oh God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your throne, your kingdom. That is the word for this, righteousness. He's coming as the son of righteousness, S-U-N, in Malachi 4.2 at the morning time. See, there's set times because God knew that we would be too rebellious, that even today the, the Gentile church would be hard-headed just like it was in Egypt time. We are slaves to the world and do not know it. We don't understand that our birth certificate and the rest of it is a trickery device that's been caused for us to become slaves to the crown trust. The queen owns the seas and all the nations are abiding to her. They're under her rule of laws, which is admiralty law, which she oversees. The Vatican is her stooge, like Washington, D.C. is the head of all the armies of the world. It's the stooge of the Crown Trust. They're all under DHS and the Crown. I mean, this whole military conglomeration of China, Russia are all ones. Zechariah 14-1 one says all the nations are coming against his people right now because they're fighting. It's a religious war. I've sat in meetings with high people in this system, and they said it's a religious war. It's a religious war. They're against Christianity. They're against God. You know, there was guys in this system that I knew that, you know, like I knew some of the Jewish ones in there, and they had the the little hat on and so on, and they seem like nice people, but these are people doing the most evil work, like profiling everybody on earth, setting them in, in an order. You're not allowed to do that. God has a Book of Judgment and the Day of Judgment, and anybody recording... Like these people recording and putting down these people in the books, like Thinking Crafts Company and Mark Noble, who runs it, who works for the Crown Trust doing this. They are all doing evil. That's a sin. It is punishable by the greatest wraths of God that's going to come upon them if they don't repent and come out of that and tell the truth to the people. But they've profiled everybody on earth. You cannot do that. In the day of judgment, God is up there on the throne and his judgment is higher than yours. You don't have authority at this time to have a judgment like that. And you cannot have their names in a book in the day of the Lord. And so you're going to be judged for that. And I'm telling you, Mark, I know you. And I'm telling you, you better turn and read the scriptures and understand this. I saw you with the Jewish hat on. You know, most of these people are Orthodox Jews. They had to turn away from the Messiah, turn away from Christ. They're trying to bring about a no-hide law. They're going against the law of Moses, even though their own books tell them that they must come to the knowledge of the, the laws of Moses at this time at the day of the end. And yet they're trying to get rid of all the laws of Moses and bring out a no-hide covenant. Mark, please turn. Don't go forth labeling all these people. Let them understand that this is against God and, and that all the people who have participated with you in this are going to be punished by the wrath of God. Please turn. Come out from that. Nancy, you've got to charge over the global genocide of all the people. Turn from that and come out from that, because if you go forth and do this, you're going to receive the absolute wrath of God in Zechariah 14.12. Please turn, come out of there. You're in charge. You work for Rothschild and the Queen in charge of all the killing of all the people on the earth. You're allowed to start wars. You're allowed to do the vaccinations that kill the people, the, the run of the FDA, to destroy our immune systems and our, our nutritional value, the food that they've done over all these years. You follow the Rothschilds into your own grave and you think that you're going to kill all these people on the earth because it's a good thing for the earth. No, it's not. It's a bad thing for you. Please turn and come out. I plead with you to hear God and turn. Rothschild, you say openly in public, you've said you don't report to God. Yes, you do. You don't even hold your position without his authority, and he's taking it away at this time. Come out from that. It says the Messiah shall be cut off. He was cut off by his own people. But how? God cut it off. God took away the authority for them to receive the inheritance of the kingdom if they will not turn and repent. God is always willing, like he did for the men of Nineveh, he's always willing to turn. They're lucky that God did not number the days when he said the 62 weeks and the Messiah would be cut off until the end. That saved the house of Israel. They don't understand. They're under grace because what has happened is if he would have numbered those days, they would have been measured and they would have been completely destroyed during that time. But he promised David he would not do that. He would always have a seed. And the scepter is in the hand of the Lord. He received it at the cross when the God turned it toward the temple veil. And that scepter, Jesus, is the king. And what's that saying? Daniel nine twenty four. he says, from the time that this starts, the 70 week starts, you have your job is to anoint the most holy as your king and get away from the kings of the world. Herod was an Edomite. The family of Herod was Edomites. They weren't even now by the law. Moses could not hold the kingdom. And even today we see that the, the Supreme Court buildings in Jerusalem of Israel that the Rothschilds built for them are occultic. They have no bliss there. It's a paganism. There is no authority of the rule of law in Israel. They cannot claim to be of God when they allow these things to stand in their judgment. The rabbis are going along with this, allowing this thing, and you don't hear them protesting. You don't hear them doing anything about it. They love the money from the Rothschilds. This is what's wrong. Our problem is not what's happening in Paris. This stuff's going to happen. That's not the problem. The problem is the people of Israel do not understand their own scriptures, and they will not hear the truth. The Messiah is the Lord Jesus Christ who came to make known the words, the scepter of, of David, the king, the, 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 the it would never pass out of the hand of Judah, is that. And I tell you something, the Lord made a very strong point in Daniel's, I mean in Revelation 7, when he put in there that the first tribe to be sealed is the tribe of Judah. They must recognize the scepter of righteousness, and that they missed the words and come forth, because the first seal, I mean the first. Spirit of God is the spirit of decision. And you know, it's very interesting what the Lord put here in the scriptures that we're reading. It says, the streets shall be built again and the wall. In the Hebrew Bibles, they say, and the moat. But, but the key point of this wording, it's, it's a very interesting wording. The wording of this, the meaning of this thing is that it is a sharp pointed, sharp diligent. It's a decisor, a decision. What it means is, you know, he says a trench, a moat, a ditch, gold, a wall. they say sometimes they interpret it that way. But this particular word is charutz. And it's the um, Strong's Hebrew 2742. You can look it up. But what's very important about this word is, is that it's there in a fortified city. It is the this, this thing that makes the decision. See, the... the what he was saying, the street should be built again, the way and the wall. The wall is the words of God. Jesus tells us when he prayed in the garden in, in John seventeen seventeen, he's praying there. And in that verse, he says that we have to be set apart by truth, which is the words of God. That's the wall that is the ditch that is the judgment that is he says in John 12:48 we're going to be judged by his words the words were opened by jesus they were not closed but we lost them so the father had to open the day of the lord with what the opening of the light again the entrance of his words gives light zechariah 14:7 says the 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 day of the lord would begin with light with the entrance of the words and it would come from the gentiles because it was sold to them in rome to the the Israelite leaders gathered with Paul where he paid the room to have them come and the house that he rented and he had them all come there and he he, he preached on it and some received it, some didn't. But that was the judgment and Paul came out of there and said that the kingdom's been sent to the Gentiles. But the Gentiles wouldn't receive it until God caused them to receive it because they never understood it. Not completely, the way that you have to build a kingdom, as it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20. That's the way you have to build a kingdom. You have to get the words that sanctify you, and then you've got to gather together and plead before God for the people to be saved for the glory of the kingdom. Because God said he would do it at this time if we would gather together and plead for that purpose. But we're not doing that. We're not first sanctifying ourselves. We cannot come and ask for this Without this. And please understand, we, we, we go about our daily lives thinking we've done nothing. And yet we walk around using the currency. Lawyers we work in this law system that's totally fraudulent. It's an admiralty contract law system. And they try to proclaim, oh, I'm working in the common law and I'm a bar member and I'm all these things. You're paganism. You're walking in pure evil. And the merchants selling the GMO foods and everything else. You go in a Walmart grocery store or, or H-E-B or, or you know, the all the other ones around the country, Piggly Wiggly and, and and all of them, Ingles, all the rest of them. You go in their stores and it's abomination. Very little of the food is even fit to eat without having destruction because Nancy has done her job. And this started with the Rothschilds. You know, one of the Rothschild women... Did a, was a research scientist. She worked on the idea of how to starve fleas with food, destroy them by changing their diets of food until they die, which is what they've done to us. Jesus said that, you know, he's going to destroy everything the locusts have eaten, and that's how they've done it. The, the, the FDA was formed in 1948. As I've told you, I sat in meetings at the DHS openly clearly stated it this is what it was formed for to destroy our nutritional value and by 2002 from 1948 it was less than 10 percent of what it says on the can even though the labels on the can they testified they didn't change it since 1948 their test criteria so basically what they're saying is we're lying to you about the food nutritional value and all the big companies general mills all these people you know all the companies hormel it just name all the food companies they're all going by these documents with the fda approved and then you got guys like john mccain and and um joe lieberman leading the charge to to destroy our food even more and, and deceive the labeling and so on don't you people understand that when you do this when you work on this since food is for the purpose of stirring up within us the good things of god but you've destroyed all that because the devil has got into you and you're following the devil and doing this. And because of that, you're going to be, you're coming against God and his people because you've destroyed the food this way that's supposed to be used for good works and stirring us up within us like bread does this. Jesus did the bread and the fish and so on. There's reasons for the food and you've destroyed it. And so you're going to get the plagues of Zechariah fourteen twelve. It's promised to you. You need to understand it, read it. And pray about it because you're going to see God's going to speak to you. It's true. Senate and Congress, it's coming against you. I sat in a meeting where they said six months ahead of time that George Bush, the president, is going to announce DHS in June. And this was January. And he's going to announce it in June, the concept that they're going to do it. And then they're going to go before the House and the Senate. They're going to have all these public TV hearings. And then they're going to, you know, um, put the name of... um, Oh, I can't remember his name right now. The guy that was speaking, uh, Ridge, Tom Ridge, they're going to put his name before the people, for the people to have debates in the Senate and Congress of whether he should be the leader of the DHS. He was already running the DHS before 2002. He was already running it for years before. That was already proved by the, and funded by the Crown Trust programs and, and the Rothschilds and the Queen. And then they held all these fake TV debates, and the president himself got it and lied to all the American people that we're going to form this if the Senate and Congress approve it. And then they, the Senate and Congress, the, the liars they are, they they went ahead and went before the people with these TV debates on it, just like they were doing with the the GM, uh, you know, GM and Ford and all the automakers bankruptcy and stuff. It was all false. They, the the it, the GM's Credit and all them were meeting with a guy in Houston that was negotiating with the Crown Trust on what they will have and what they will do and how they're going to restructure GM and that. It wasn't being done in Washington. It's being done in London. And this is just a deception that's going on. Now, let me go on with this Daniel 9 quickly to bring this to an end. It says, after 62 weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off. That was when Jesus was, when he died on the cross and God signified he's, that he's cut off because he cut off the rabbis. See, what he's saying is the rabbis could no longer just go in there and hear the word of God. It's now open to all the people. It's sent out to the world. They've lost it. And the princes to come is going to sh- destroy the city and the sanctuary, which they did. And they've they've kept this thing going on. The Vatican, you know, you you had Rome which they started the Vatican. The Vatican is easily to see how corrupt it is. And, and, you know, it was taken over by the Rothschilds and so forth. They run the bank. The, the Crown Trust runs the Vatican. They tell them what to do. They elect the Pope. It, it's such a joke. But it, it's an, it just look at all the artwork in, in the Vatican and the obelisk in the center of the Vatican, and people look at that, and you look at the, the, the gargoyles on their buildings and this, and you call this religious? No, it's worshiping Satan. They're Masonic order, and the top of the Masonic order is the devil. They worship the devil. And so you see this, and you don't want to believe it. Like the church, they're preaching the wrong end times. They don't even preach about getting ready. They don't preach about overcoming the beast. They don't do any of those. They're not prepared. They're not doing anything. They need to have a revival and be sanctified as in, to the instruction of Joel two twelve to 20 and do what he said in Revelation eighteen one to four, which says, do not negotiate with these people walking with the harlot, fornicating with the harlot. But yet they go to Washington, they go to Israel. And, you know, Netanyahu is running the, the Mossad and Mossad and the Saudi intelligence or Russian secret service, Chinese. They're all working together to bring about a one world order where all the nations, including Israel, comes against their own people. See, Jesus is talking about a war that's coming against his people. He's not talking about Israel. See, Israel, the name Israel means those um I can't remember the word right now, but it it's a um person dedicated to the governing of for God. In other words, they want to bring forth the law of God. And they're they're um they're extremely zealous for the law of God. And that is that's what the main the, the main name, meaning of the name Israel is. So he's talking about those who will do this. They are his nation. They are his people. That's the street he's talking about. And at this point, God has opened it to the world and to Israel. That's why he's saying to his people that in the 70th week comes at the end of the separation judgment. See what he's saying here. If you go to Daniel nine twenty six, says, After the 62 weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and a sanctuary see he's not cut off as the king he is the king he has the scepter he earned it he was given the right of all things when he paid that price of his blood and they tore the temple veil the scepter passed to the lord so he's cut off from his people because the people cut him off and god had had enough of it, just like he did when he cut him out of israel and he and he destroyed the people in the wilderness he took the children because he said he would and we have the opportunity now. The remnant has the opportunity, and the ones that should come forth is first is the tribe of Judah. He says the end of it shall be with a flood. Go to Revelation twelve fifteen to seventeen, and you see what the end is. You see at the beginning, of, in Revelation twelve about verse ten, the Lord says the devil was cast down to the earth. That's the flood. Where's the flood? It's coming from the dragon's mouth. Now he's on the earth. They've prepared this thing for all the beginning of this. And from the day of the Lord, the entrance of the words, the devil was on the earth. He's not in some planet. There's not other aliens out there. They're all on the earth at this time. You don't have to open up a gate into hell. You know, Satan can't do that. He has no control over hell. There are spirits of God that he's associated to those places, but Satan doesn't have power over them. Satan only has power to tempt you to go there. That's what he wants. He wants you to be a dem- demonic, and then they cast you out. And then those demons go into another body and, and tempt them. But they're going to be all cast out at the end of this 24 and a half years of the day of the Lord, as I explained to many, many times. So he said, the end of it shall be with a flood. And that's what the Lord is telling us in Daniel 12. The devil is cast down to the earth. That's the flood. That's the end of it. When the when the devil was cast down here, he's got... a. Uh, a period of time, a time, a times, and a half a time, to do his evil work. And he's got certain parameters. He knows that the sealing of the word comes in the night. That's why the devil is going to attack in Ezekiel 38 war. He's going to attack during the night, the end of this night, because he knows that if these people are sealed, he lost. He's going to try to overcome. I mean, God lets him have 42 months after God's seven years. Remember the Lord rules over the, the morning in the of the seven years of the morning. The seven years of the night we're coming to an end of right now. I've explained all this. You can look in the book Um Keys of Light for the Simple. Um it's it's on the internet. You can you can get that one. You'll understand the charts and stuff in there and his audios. That'll help you with this. But he's he's saying that the Lord it tells you in the Bible that he's going to rise as the son of righteousness. That means he's going to rise in the morning of the day of the Lord for the seven years of the morning. That's the seven years of Daniel 9.27. But we're dealing with Daniel 9.26 right now in real time. We are coming to the end of this flood. See, the the harlot and the, the prince shall destroy the city of the sanctuary. They did that all the way from the time of Jesus until beginning of 2003. And now they're coming with Satan in his full power the end of, with the flood. Otherwise, in 2003, we went into the amplified version of the Crown Trust work to try to bring this about because he knew that he had to get this done by the end of the night. And the Lord, hour of trial, on us started in in about 2013 because we're coming to the end of it right now started at the feast of tents and the war this war that they started started about when they did the thing in 2015 We've been at war, really. They—they've told you right then that the war started, and people ignore it. The Pope told you and all that. They came and they told you what they're going to do. They set the sun. They put into the climate change program. They do all these. They're trying to take everything away from God. Now they're trying to take away the right to talk about God. They're trying to do all these things. You know, I had some guys in the system that I knew, and 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 these guys had actually been. Um, testifying of jesus and they, they were uh going on revival meetings when they were younger in their 20s and their teens and they were casting out demons all over the place and all those things and yet they have you know they were sons of these people in their families so they turned back and god told them if they would come out to him he would have them go and negotiate with these people their their father's friends but they refused, and they took the positions in the system that were offered to them because they loved the position, and they thought they could delay the Lord having to intervene. I mean, they're deceived, and and they gave up. Uh, they they turned from Christianity, uh, Messianic Jews, Messianic Jews to Orthodox Jews. So they're you know they're going to get rid of Moses' law and the rest of it. They're going full harden, with the system because they love the fact that they're promised palaces, they're promised. Um, you know, titles of kings and and so forth in their new world order. That's what they're promised. Everybody's promised something by the crown. They can't possibly deliver all the promises that they've given the people. (laughs) But that is what they're doing. But this is what it's on. This is going to end in the night because the Lord must seal his word in the night. The seal that will bring forth the plagues at the beginning of the morning, because when the Lord comes as a son of righteousness, what's that mean? The Lord is coming, and listen to me carefully. Malachi four two says he's coming as the Son of Righteousness. He's coming with the Sun, the Light, of the Scepter. In other words, he's coming with the judgment of the words to carry it out and manifest it. The Scepter is righteousness. You see that, as I've I've told you in this, that it's in the Scriptures very well. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get to another page here to bring up the Scriptures. You see it in Hebrews. Um, one eight, You see it, uh, I told you, in, in Isaiah fourteen five. also in, in Psalms 45, 6. See, the Lord is going to break the scepter of all the rulers. He said Babylon has fallen in Revelation 18, one and 4, and Isaiah 28, uh, um, or excuse me, 21, 1 to 12. It's done already. The, the, the devil's lost. The people don't want to stand up to And they don't want to stand up and demand the truth. They don't want to demand anything. See, it's not a matter of going to protest. It's a matter of obeying the instructions of God so that the word of God goes before you and takes care of these people. But if we do not turn to the words and get the words first and get sanctified and get the Father's promise of Joel, Joel 2, 12 to 20. In other words, if you want to go forward and negotiate with these people in Washington, you're fools. Excuse me. That, that's foolishness because you're disobeying. It's like the people who went up to battle against the people of Ai without the permission of God because they'd done some sins. We've done many sins. And until we turn in Joel 2, 12 to 20, and do what he says there, and then the Lord will say at that he will receive us, and he says then he will drive the northern army far from us. Other means, that means his word will go before us and it'll separate the people so that they tremble from us. And then we can demand what we need because in Revelation eighteen one 1-4, he tells us that we are to demand that they pay back double for what they've done and double for what they plan to do. And they have to pay back for all the damage that they've done. He's going to collect all the gold and silver from them. And the Rothschilds and the Queen owns the gold and silver. She's going to have to put it all up. And the Rothschilds are saying that they don't report to God. Yes, they do. They're going to have to pay up all that gold and silver that they've stored underground. It's going to be brought back up to God. He's going to bring this stuff back up so that he can build his temple and his people can build. But understand that the most valuable part is the words because as you go with the words, you can call forth food. You can call forth healing. You can call forth all these things. And you do righteous works, the righteous acts of the saints because you have the king is with you. You've anointed him as most holy. And therefore, it says that in John 10 to 36, you become a son of God. Those to whom, to whom the word comes, they're like a little God. What is a little God? It's a son of God. That is what we are. And with that, you have the authority to call forth those things that have been prepared in the earth for these days. The promises of God have been prepared from the beginning of the foundations of the world. Jesus is king. Look at Revelation from the very beginning of the day of the Lord back in night. you know, and people say, oh, we're in the day of the Lord, we can feel it. Well, if that's true, why aren't you recognizing that Jesus is your king? And he's a king on earth. Otherwise, he's ruling from heaven, but he's ruling over the whole heavens. He's already shown you this in that he's removed the devil from the second heaven and cast him down to the earth. So he's ruling over the earth at this time. He has authority over the earth, but we have to set ourselves apart as is required of us in Joel two twelve to 20, before we're allowed to call upon him for this. And then he tells us what to do in Hebrews ten twenty four to 31. Please help us to understand these things, Lord. We pray that you'll cause us to tremble, that we'll know what your scepter is, the righteousness, and that you are the king, and you've been a king over the earth since 2003. You've, you've taken it over. You were always ready to be the king. And you brought your words that if we would have received it at any time, you could have solved all these problems for us. But we refused. So now we have to come to this time, this time of great troubles. But dear Lord, even after these troubles, you're going to test these people more. And you're going to refine us. The morning will come and we'll be in a refinement. You're going to split them apart all the people. Those on one side go into the good works and put on the righteous acts of saints and become refined. Those on the others are going to go receive the punishments. Then they'll be healed from that. Then they'll have a choice. And if they do strongly, they're going to get more punishments. More plagues will come upon them and very strong plagues will come upon them. And then they're going to have the two witnesses come down. And the two witnesses are going to rule over the earth. But that is going to be after the rapture because the rapture is in the midst of the morning, the best I can tell. And Lord, it says in Psalms 15 and 4, that when you take away the sacrifice, which you say you're going to do in Daniel nine twenty seven, that's your people. Gather together those people. they be gathered by the angels. Lord, I pray that the people will understand it's time now to be set apart on the earth because we have to be set apart by your angels to be refined. Your angels will protect us and make sure nothing will happen if we will turn to you and obey Joel two twelve to 20. Father, we pray that people understand this because this is the time of Messiah. And dear Lord, it's time that the house of Israel realizes the Messiah has come. It's, and the, the scepter has been with Judah, the, the Lord, during all this time. And he, always ready to deliver them. He would have delivered them at the time of the Holocaust if they would have sat down and learned. But the rabbis will not listen. They will not hear. They scoff at your words and they still do today. And Lord, I pray that they will repent from this and turn. And Lord, please come out. Let them come out. Please, Lord, let them wake up. They could do so much good if they would just hear the truth. And Father, we pray that they will come to the the knowledge of truth and rightly divide the word. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.